Brought to you by JMR Rentals, professional digital cinema and broadcast equipment rentals in Brooklyn, New York. JMRNY.com. Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend. I'm Jason Godby. Recently, I took a trip to Los Angeles to get the real story of what it's like to live there and work in the entertainment industry. I interviewed friends and colleagues and asked them to tell me their stories. For this episode, I interviewed actor PJ King, who some of you may know as the voice of Bar Rescue. In this interview, he paints a thoughtful and realistic picture of what it's like to be an actor in Hollywood. I always hated hearing those Hollywood stories like somebody, you know, like Matthew McConaughey was in a diner in, at University of Texas and Linklater came in and heard him jiving with some buddies and he put him in a movie, you know. I hated those stories. I have that story with Bar Rescue, so I have, which is hilarious. So my agent and my mother, by the way, I'll have to preface her because she always said I should do voiceovers even when I was a kid. But my agent uh, my that I had for 14 years uh, represented me commercially and theatrically. They didn't have a voiceover department. There was an assistant there. Her name is Melanie, um, and she's a good friend of mine today. She called me out of the blue 10 years ago, and she said, said PJ, I got an audition for you, but it's a voiceover audition. And you know, we've been talking about getting you involved in voiceovers and I said yeah she goes well my friend is executive producer of this show that hasn't been picked up yet called Bar Rehab and they just need a voice to put on the pilot now you're gonna have to drive down to Redondo Beach now I'm in Burbank that's about an hour and a half drive okay and I and I just my first thought was just say yes just say yes I said no problem I'll go down there it'll be some great experience um, I didn't even think of getting picked up or anything. So I go down there, I record. I was a little bit nervous, but I got in the booth and I just, I read the lines. I read the lines. And um, about six months later, I get a call from my agent. She goes, uh, PJ, you know that show that you, you voiced uh, about six months ago, Bar, uh, Bar Rehab? I said, yeah. She goes, well, Spike TV picked it up. They liked it so much, they picked it up, and it's between you and a known voice. So hold on, I'm going to let you know within the week. So a week later, she calls me up and she goes, congratulations, you booked the job. And I was like, <laughs> I just said yes. I went down there, I booked the job, and, and literally it's been, it's been 10 years. What's different between that and regular acting? Not much if, you, if you're doing an animation character or you're doing dubbing. It's not that much. You have to emotionally invest yourself in the character. But narration's just a different story. I created a character and they said, you know, we want it to sound like a guy at the end of the bar that's had too many cigarettes and too many whiskeys. And I said, I think I could pull that off. <laughs> I have an agent in Utah, um, Kevin Costner and Yellowstone, they're shooting um, in Montana, so they get guest stars and co-stars in Utah. So the last two weeks I've had two Yellowstone auditions for the new season five. 
they're smaller auditions, but you know, two pages or something like that. So I have to prep for those on Friday. They're due, they were due on Sunday morning. I also got a film audition for a feature film that they were shooting in Utah. And that was a three page audition with a, with a full monologue. I was playing an FBI agent. So I spend a whole day on Friday prepping for that. Both of the, so I have three scenes to prep for. Then I have to go to work uh, at my gig at night. And then I get up the next morning and I'm also a dad. <laughs> so I get up the next morning on six hours of sleep and I'm taking my kid to, um, to soccer. And I get back from that and I make a beeline to my buddy's house who I paired up with. He's a director out here. His name is Richard Zelnicker. And uh, he tapes me. I have a guy that tapes my auditions because I'm not going to use my wife. She's not an actress. She's a business person. So she actually taping with her, I do worse. So I get with a guy, I pay him a little scratch and I tape, I tape with him. Uh, I put it right on my iPhone. Um, I did one scene with him and then I had to go to work on Saturday night. And then that Sunday I got up and it's Mother's Day. Okay, so now I got Mother's Day and I got two scenes I got to shoot on Mother's Day. My friend's unavailable, so I had to use my wife for this one. And uh, she's just a little more critical on my acting ability. But in between <laughs> my kids and in between getting my wife to brunch before I go to work at night, I had to fit in these two auditions. And I had to emotionally get myself. The thing about me is I could get the lines down, no problem. That's muscle memory. But when you when you have a full life or anything, and then all of a sudden you're sitting in that chair and that camera's on you. For me to really portray a, a good character, I have to be emotionally invested in the character. So I have to have that emotional prep at the ready, and it has to be ready right there because my performance will be stayed and stale. And um, I definitely won't book a job. I'm not a natural actor. I have to do work. I have to do... My, I have to do work to get into the character. But what I've learned out in L.A. is there's no time. I'm a theater-based actor. And in L.A., you don't have time to spend weeks or months on a character. You'll have an hour or two. So for me, it's been, I've had to be, have my instruments more facile. It's, it's quicker to get to those points. So I did. I actually did, you know, I shot the the. the I shot the scene with my wife and I had to edit it together with a full slate and then send it off to my agent. And then I had to do the rest of the Mother's Day thing. So that's like a typical weekend in my house. Only until about five years ago, I wrote on passion. I, I wrote on inspiration. And when we first met and we worked on Ghost Story together, uh, it was a passion project, man. You weren't getting paid, I wasn't getting paid, and we were out rogue, you know, guerrilla filming in the streets of Brooklyn, in the back of your, I remember I was doing a running sequence and you had the car open and, you know, we had our DP, and I'm running after the car near a graveyard. And it was fun, man, it was all passion. That's why I got into it, because I'm passionate about art, and I'm passionate about acting and, and film acting and theater acting, but out here there's a business aspect. And uh, about five years ago, I, I had to switch my mindset and get into, it's a business. 
and you can get kind of caught up in that. And then you get caught up in the, the business aspect of it. And I'm not talking about the new headshots or getting yourself on the new media platforms. I'm talking about even creating characters. Like you got to, you got to get the, you got to get that self tape in by two o'clock and you, you know, you have two, two hours to get it in. It's, there's deadlines. And like I said before, you could be facile with it, but also you can get into a mindset of a business mindset. I have deadlines. I got to get these, these done. And it takes away, in a way, the, the passion. So I'm actually, it's a great question, Jason, because I'm in this crux about how, how to, to, to have to create commerce and to also keep your creative integrity and your artistic ambitions and your passions and it's a it's a fine line but it's work Hollywood and LA and the business of acting is work and I've seen a lot of people out here that are very very good at what they do and they quit because they don't want to do the business part they're deluded to think that they can come to Hollywood and just based on their own experience of you know being the star in their high school plays or even at their undergrad or grad level um, theater training, they're going to come out here and make a living, and uh, they won't if you don't switch into a business mindset. So it's a very, very fine line, and uh, it takes a lot of work and practice, and I'm still there. It's only really come to me because I, I think I was deluded for a, lot of time, a long time in my life, and, and now I, I see that the people that actually do make it are very, very driven, and they will they will not stop at what they do, you know, and, uh, and I think you have to have a strong personality. And I, I also think that I always laugh because I, I, I say it's either we're all crazy to keep going or it's our, our there, we can't do anything else. And for me, I, it's this, I straddle that line. Am I insane after 52 years old still trying to pursue this career? Or is it the only thing really that I want to do in my life? And it always comes back to that, that this is what I want to do. Here's the thing about Hollywood. It's art. It's also business. So you have to have a sensitive artistic soul, but you also have to be a warrior. If you're just a warrior and you don't have the art, you won't make it. If you're just a sensitive poet, but you don't have that warrior sense that you're gonna just you're gonna just push through, you're gonna you're gonna go into battle and push through no matter what. Don't come here, because the rejection and the reality of Hollywood, and we were talking about that, is you know before we turn the cameras on, is it's everybody has dreams out here when they come here. They have these dreams, but are they reality? Can they actually implement the steps to make their dreams, their film script, their ideal role a reality? But I remember when I first arrived and, and, and I saw Hollywood Boulevard and the Hollywood sign and I would see billboards. I mean, you drive down Sunset, it blows you away. But you had this, this old Hollywood feel, like this... this sense of promise and hope and like, wow, I got a shot. I'm here in this city.
And now, after being here 18 years, I've become more of a realist. And the luster for me is it's starting to wane a little bit. It's, it's, it's not as, you know, shiny anymore. But the presence is here. It's all over here, the presence. But it's not as shiny. It's not a, like a gold coin anymore, man. It's a little different. I had an acting teacher that told me that to come to Hollywood is no different than being an Olympic athlete. The mindset of an, an Olympic athlete is the training that to, to focus yourself constantly on the goal. And there's so much competition out here that mentally you have to, you have to train like an athlete. Mentally prepare yourself to, to really work hard at your craft, work hard at networking. I would just talk to a young person and said, don't be naive. Do not be naive about this career. And I think, you know, I've seen so many people even in theater school. I used to be intimidated by grad school students and undergrad students. I studied at different conservatories in New York. I went to Atlantic Theater Company. I studied at the Actor Center. I studied at NYU. It didn't prepare me for this. It prepared me in the way that I loved acting. But once I got to Los Angeles, man, it's a it's it's battle. So you're gonna you gotta fortify yourself mentally. Secondly, when you come here, make sure that you have people that you can be with, friends or family, or create a community. The biggest thing that happened to me is I created an artistic community here. I have people in my corner. I have other actors that I read with. I have my director friend that I work with. I have a community. You have to create a community. You cannot be your own island out here. You're just gonna get wiped away. What makes me want to keep doing this? I could get a, I could get a commercial audition that has no lines, and I have to create a character, shoot it in my kitchen on my iPhone, and it's just looks. And I, after I shoot it and I walk away, I'm filled. Like I, I, I feel creatively fulfilled. When I'm when I initially get a script for auditions, I always panic and say, oh man, there's gonna be a lot of work. Once I actually sit at my desk and start working on the character for a two-page co-star or guest star, it must be feel like a writer who sits at his writing desk and gets out the jitters and the coffee and all of a sudden they're in the writing, they're in the zone. And that's what happens to me all the time. As soon as I get out of my head and I start to actually work on the craft of acting, and it doesn't matter what it is, it's even a voiceover, it's even doing Bar Rescue, I feel uh, filled up, my, my passion gets filled up. You know, it, it, that's what sustains me, that's what, what, I what I love about it. And that's why after 52 years, I have tried to quit and we knew each other when I kind of bowed out and I was doing construction gigs, I was lost. 
And then every, every time I, I come back to where do I feel, uh, where do I feel more whole? And I feel whole when I'm doing this. I feel grounded. And I can't tell you where it came from or what happened, but I feel like this is, this is what I have to do. So I'm not quitting anytime soon. And that's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content, including our movie reviews, visit our website, norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And now you can subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash getbehindtherabbit. I'd like to thank PJ King and our sponsor, JMR Rentals. For Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.